Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. All right, we're back here again. I'm your host, John. And I am co-host, Boogie. And we got another new movie here for you. But what are we doing today? We are going to be talking about a classic horror story. That was good. That was a test. I was testing you to see if you watched the movie or not. I paid attention, yeah. I participated. Good, you're getting good at that. Yes, sometimes it's easy for me to sit down, shut up, and just do nothing except watch a movie. Yeah, but the problem is that you fall asleep if you do nothing for too long. That is true. I I easily fall asleep. It definitely but delayed thanks. us recording this episode. Yes, it did. Thankfully, though, I did watch this, and then I fell asleep. All right, well... We'll hop into it in a second here. Uh, classic horror story currently streaming on Netflix. I think mid-July it started streaming. I got some pretty good reviews, so we figured, well, we'll give it a check check out here while we're uh, getting ready for, I guess the movie theaters are going to start having horror movies again, so that'll be pretty cool. We got Malignant coming up and the whole October. So, like, did you see that they bumped uh, Venom? to October 1st. They had bumped it back to 15th to compete against uh, Halloween Kills, but I guess since Shang-Chi did good for um, for Disney there, that they decided, like, oh, people will go to the movies. So good news for moviegoers. They're going to bump that up to October 1st. I did not know that was coming out this year. Oh, that's bug for you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we'll hop into a classic horror story here in just a moment. Uh, but first, I'm interested in book. What have you been up to? What's life been what like? What have I been up to? Okay, so um, first of all, the main thing that I've been up to um, is I've been having a hard time uh, sleeping. I don't know if that's oh. like a normal thing for people. Oh, really? But I've been falling asleep. So it's not that I've been like not able to fall asleep it's that i've been falling asleep way too early at, at like so the, odd times yeah so the other the other specifically night I fell the times like we're gonna record the podcast <laughs> yes thankfully i woke up tonight no but uh earlier in the week this week i don't know why i specified this week um i fell asleep at like eight thirty, nine o'clock on, on my couch and i woke up at like four in the morning and i was like well rested i was like ready to attack the day it was horrible. And I've been doing that. I've been falling asleep at like 9, 10 o'clock-ish, waking up in the middle of the night and just not being able to fall back asleep. You got you to gotta stay up and fight that good fight. Stay a couple, stay awake a couple more hours, and that way you'll sleep all the way through the night. You know I got a glass jaw when it comes to pillows and laying down. 
and getting punched. It, it knocked me <laughs> out, man. Well, you woke no. up. You're going to be good now. This will be a good one for you. No, most likely I won't be able to fall asleep here for another like four or five hours. Then fuck it. We'll just keep recording stuff. Anything you can think of, we'll record. We'll record fuck it. We're recording all night. Can we do? Can we? Can we do? Uh, the hills have eyes. Yeah, we'll do that at some point. I like that one. Do you like the original or the remake? Uh, the. Have you seen remake. the original? Yeah. Okay. West Craven. Long... Yeah, it's been a long time, but I, I prefer the remake. Yeah, I'll, I don't know I'll, yeah, I'll be fair with you. It's one of the few movies that I prefer the remake over the original. The the remake's just like the kind of movie that you watch and you're like, I gotta take a shower. Yeah, you feel you feel dirty. You feel gross afterwards. Yeah, I watch them like I'm I'm dirty. I, I, some people say I feel grody afterwards. That's a good that's a good descriptor there. You can visualize that in your head grody. Yeah, when you when I'm talking grody, just picture like a seven foot tall guy grody, and you'll, you'll be like, "Oh damn, Book was right. That is grody." The fact that he said, oh, "There you go," like hating on people that are taller than you again. Do you got like some kind of? We'll, we'll get a. I got a couple psychologist friends. I'll have them sit it's, down with you, see if we can it, figure out what deep seated hatred you have for people that are taller than you. It scares me. I mean, let's just be real here. I mean, the percentile of people that are taller than you is very small. Exactly. So that's, I'm out of my element when people are taller than me. All right. So hopping into a classic horror story here. Um, I'll keep it brief on the story because there is a twist in there. And if I over explain it too much, it'll ruin it. I mean, we will talk about that in the pros and cons. I guess I technically could ruin it, but we'll keep it brief just so we can get into what we liked and what we didn't like about the movie. Uh, but as far as the story, um, a group of, I wouldn't say they're not really teens, but like early 20-somethings, uh, they are in a car, a car on a road trip. Uh, in the middle of the night, They there's a dead goat in the middle of the road. They veer off, crash into a tree. They wake up the next morning in the middle of a field, so nowhere near the trees. So they're like, what the hell is going on here? They're not really sure. Um, but in the middle of the clearing there that they're in, they find this, uh, like, I guess a cabin in the woods type thing. Uh, they go in there, and there's weird paintings and stuff, and one of the members of the group, Fabrizio, he recognizes the art of the three i guess deities in there they're called i what was it the knights the knights of honor um, the knights of honor yeah yeah and i can't remember their names italian names this uh I, I think we said it before but it is a an italian production um so i watched the one with the subtitles in the movie was in italian um book i think i he, watched it was in English. The English dub, okay. Yeah. So pretty much the same thing we did with uh, uh, Blood Red Sky. Yeah. Um, the... Well, I'll tell you what, we're getting really multicultural here on this on this show. We've done movies from South Korea, Germany, now Italy. We're, hey, we're all over the place. In 2021... The way of technology, nothing can stop us except our own. <laughs> us, uh, except <inability>. for us. 
Uh, all right, so back to that. So uh, he he knew the legend of these uh, three deities uh, from his grandmother. Uh, basically, they came to a town, um, and they required sacrifices to take care of the the citizens of this town, um, and then basically they become followers and create a cult following these people. Uh, the three deities and each year they're offering up sacrifices um where they would sacrifice the person the and they'd specifically give them the eyes the ears and the tongue because uh, the three nights they had one couldn't see one had no no mouth and the other one had no ears and couldn't hear uh so that was the backstory creeped them out a little bit but then they go back to the rv that they had wrecked and and they spent the night there um so from there it really kicks in uh basically there's a cult people are getting kidnapped they hear a young girl they find her has her tongue cut out um one by one the each of the uh individual members of the party there were picked off and then it leads up to a big twist so a good I, twist. Yeah, a surprisingly good twist. You think it's not going to be, you think it's very predictable uh, until it isn't. And it's like, you know what? You have to you have to give respect where respects do. They they pulled off a uh unique twist in a time where most twists are garbage. Uh is that, is that fair to say, Bug? Judging from the other horror movies that I've seen as of late, I'd say this is a good twist, yes. <laughs> all right, but gives it the stamp of approval. That's all that matters. I wanted to get to the point where that's that's something. It means something. The bug stamp of approval, like I well, need a stamp. You, you get the Blu-ray, like physical media disc, and on the on the cover of it, it's like this gets the bug stamp of approval. Like New York Times bestseller, except bug's approval. It's like I don't know if you remember back in the '90s, but Oprah. Like there was the Oprah Book Club. If a book just had that Oprah Book Club stamped on there, it was guaranteed a bestseller. That's yeah. gonna be the book, the book stamp of approval. It's gonna be my. It's gonna be my face. There's gonna be a little stamp on the top right corner of all these Netflix movies on Netflix, and those movies of mine that I approve are gonna be like top tens, most watched movie of today. I think if that happens, I think if that happens, I'll lose faith in everything. <laughs> Probably if that if, if it ever comes down to like you start seeing me or like my stamp of approval on Netflix, you know, like shit got real. I'll tell you what, the way the world's been going the past couple of years, anything's possible. <laughs> Are right, you ready for some pros and cons? Uh, yeah, let's let's do the dance. All right. Who's going who's dancing first this time? Bug? But so this is a, a pro. Or con, so I, I want to talk about. This. To be fair, I, I was thinking about this earlier today. Just by calling like this section pros and cons, it seems limiting. But like any type of observation, like something I liked a couple episodes ago, um, actually did have some positive fan feedback about it. Was that the section where you, where you just read your notes, like and kind of gave your thought process, like any like observation you had. So pros and cons is just like the general thing like but if you had like any statements you wanted to make 
on the movie or any little things you saw or thought were cool, like that's fine too. So the first thing I want to talk about, so I never really understood it, but you come from a long line of hunters. Um, so um, that's, you, that statement is true. Yeah. So you'd probably understand this more than I would. Uh, taxidermy. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Like you, you want to, I guess, like visual, like have like it's a it's a trophy, pretty much. The, that's what you're. Creating. I mean, that's pretty much it. it. All it is is like a trophy. Like I, I, like I feel like so. To be honest, I never really hunted in my lifetime. Do I want to? Yes, I have no issue with doing that because that's how we've survived for hundreds of billions of years. But I don't think that I would ever like taxidermy a deer head so i mean i, I know like, my, would, would my, you do that have no, you done that no so my family particularly like we've we've never really done that like so there the issues i have with hunting um as far as like i don't have an issue with the actual physical hunting but there's like a bastardization of it um in our modern society where people actually they they view it more as sport than anything like they don't value the fact that they are taking a life uh life um pretty much so like this whole concept of oh you uncut up killed this big deer and then you have the the head framed up on your wall or you're out fishing and caught a big fish and had it framed like what why did you do that you know like anytime we ever go hunting like you get your deer, you get the meat, and then you have, like, you eat the meat, like, you eat what you hunt, like, these people that go out and, like, hunt bears and stuff like that, like, you don't eat bear, like, the tissue's too fibrous, you don't hear someone eating a bear stew, so, so why are you out killing that, like, it's one yeah. thing if you're camping or something, and it's, like, a nuisance where your life's generally in danger, like, that's understandably, like, to, to get rid of that, like, a bobcat, something like that, but, like, these people that just go out hunting just to kill... I don't know, it's maybe something ingrained in our culture, but there's a lot of people that hunt for the wrong reasons. But personally, like my family, we've never done the whole trophy hunting, hang them up on the wall and stuff like that. It's like, I don't know, maybe people just have like a mental complex where they feel like I have to prove that like I'm a capable predator or something, who knows, but there's there's, there's really nothing to hunting. Like there's... I know, like, from my background, it's, like, where my family's last name comes from. Like, you can trace it all the way back to, like, the royal hunting grounds. Like, stuff like that. But it, it it's it's different, like, when we go hunting. It's, like, I wouldn't say, like, a way of life. But there's something more about being out in nature in just, like, a yearly tradition compared to, like, doing it for sport. I don't know. That's the best way I could put it. I mean, your family did it for survival reasons, and it created generation after generation after I mean, generation of er, your family because of your abilities. I mean, early on, like, very well, early yeah. on, and they were so proficient at it that they actually, it became a job for them. Yeah. But, yeah, like, it, it's different, but the people that go out and do this, and they're posting trail cam footage on Facebook, and 
in like the, just the concept of people when they when they described it as like I harvested a deer like you didn't harvest you shot and killed a deer like now what are you gonna do like why did I don't know it's just I, there's a lot about it that pisses me off but like I have no issues with hunting I actually I enjoy it it's very peaceful being out in nature but you have to do that with a purpose but yeah the taxidermy thing that that never never really sat well with me yeah it's just something that like i really don't understand because the reason why people hunt especially deer are for like so you can get food out of it you can get produce out of it pretty much and i feel like i don't think you're going to eat a whole bunch from the neck up but i feel like there's still useful things in that that you could benefit Uh, from. there's a, a decent amount of meat i still i mean i got a whole whole freezer full of of deer meat yeah, you, ever, you ever had deer meat over ice it's pretty good uh no not really my i'll bring i'll bring my, some down when i come to north carolina one side of my family is real big on hunting but i never we, we don't really they don't live close enough around us that they that their daily lives affect my daily life mm-hmm uh, what about you? Do you have any comments or any anything you any first? Oh thoughts yeah, I got some. Um, all right, so the first pro that I had, I thought um, certain scenes in that movie were very well done as far as like cinematography, like some of the angles, the overhead shots that they did. Um, I th- thought with some of the lighting, uh, especially when the cultists were showing up and the sirens were going, I thought that was pretty cool with the red lighting. So I like that. Um, yeah, like the si- the sirens going off and then like everything turned to red. Yeah, I just like visually, I I, I like their style in this. Um, I like the locations that they used, that like clearing field field area in like the middle of the woods. I, I just I I like I like the look and they really captured a good like aesthetic with what they were going for in this. The only the only uh, cinematography that bothered me at first was when they were all in the RV together. I felt like the camera was way too close on people's faces. Yeah, well, and I could it was see. trying to focus on their face too much, and because of like they were in a vehicle and they wanted to represent like the the vehicle moving it was too shaky and it was too up close on people's faces yeah that's why i didn't really say like all the cinematography just like there's majority of it would say but like there was good portions where they had like good scenes but yeah i i I agree with you 100 percent. like in the rv and early on when they were doing like he was saying like the videos were for his vlog or whatever and filming it on the Mm -hmm. phone like yeah all right whatever it works for the story but that was nothing special there. I have a, I have another pro. Um, I'll, I mean, I'll let you in on it right now. I mean, I know we did talk a little bit beforehand, but I, I did enjoy yeah, this movie. Yeah, I did enjoy the movie. So there's definitely going to be more pros than cons. Um, uh, another pro I had w- was the twist. I because the way that they the way that they positioned it was almost like a red herring like they wanted you like to figure out what was going on or at least think you did and then that's when they hit you with the the twist because the way it happens the one of the main dudes um 
he's well versed in in horror movies they do a good job like foreshadowing that when someone was trying to answer a trivia question about the movie it and he knew the answer and the way he acts at certain scenes where like everyone drinks a beer that they found but he doesn't and it ends up everyone passing out but him and so everyone's like oh there's something up with it with this guy it's the Fabrizio and he he basically you come to the conclusion like you know what this guy's involved with the cult like you're like okay it's gonna be a weak twist like that like they didn't but the the real twist is i mean do we want to spoil yeah might as well like people i feel like most likely if they're listening to this they've already seen it um most likely i i my next two points are kind of gonna spoil yeah so i'll I'll get into the the real twist is that fabrizio isn't involved with the cult there isn't a cult. They're all paid actors, uh, like movie production technicians. And he had set this all up. He actually works for the mafia and he's um, creating a snuff film, which I feel like most people listen to know what that is. But if you don't, it's uh, amateur movies where people actually get killed in them, um, which there hasn't actually been like a record, I believe, of one being done. It's like an urban legend, but I'm sure they're out there on the black market. But that's the whole backstory on this, is that uh, he creates those for the mob because people will pay a lot of money for him. And this was his whole big like production with that. So so that was, that was the twist, and I, it, it surprised me because I was like, oh, it's going to be another one of those weak Netflix movies with this highly predictable twist. And there, there was a new, unique... Uh, actually you need take on that in the way that they subvert your expectations i really like that like i think that's the strongest part of this movie i completely agree with you that's that's one of the it, like you said it makes the movie we, for we sure we were able to see where the direction the film was going like who was actually against them mm-hmm. but it, it was a complete like flip i guess you can you, say you gotta give i i have to give a shout out uh to the two directors on this, Robert DeFeo and Paolo Stripoli. When a director is able to have their idea and fully execute it, and the past couple episodes of people been following along is great concepts that are poorly executed ruin the movie. This was a good concept, and the directors were able to execute it, so you got to give them props on that for sure. Absolutely. I agree with you. As far did you have any cons or anything? Uh, I had one more like smaller pro that I really liked the scene um, where the main girl Elisa, when she is like escaping and getting away, and she overhears the little girl that turns out to be Fabrizio's uh, sister, them arguing like she's saying like the what is it? The, the mob people that are produce, that are paying for the snuff film, they want uh, Eliza, because she's the last girl, to be conscious when she's getting killed. And he, he starts whining about, like, oh, that's not what he wants, because he's the director. And it's kind of funny, because, like, in a meta way, that's, like, a director dealing with producers and stuff like that, and that little back and forth. I, I like that little scene, just as, like, from a production standpoint. I thought it was pretty funny they threw it in there. Uh, yeah, I I like that as well. I, that actually completely surprised me. I did not see that coming. I did not see that she was actually um, in on the role, and she was like uh, the sister of of the guy who's doing yeah. all this. Yeah, I liked um, 
right after I liked how I like to see like when the final person gets the revenge, like hardcore. And I liked I liked how how she with the with the double barreled shotgun. With no hesitation. And she comes in anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> anyway, I started blasting. You know she couldn't see Jack and shit either with that like mask on. Yeah. Um Yeah, I thought the masks were pretty cool, those wooden masks that they used for the cultists. Yeah. But there's some like shout outs. Some scenes reminded me of other things. Like at, at one point when Elisa's the last one and she's kidnapped and she's brought out to this big long, big long table and her hands are nailed into the table and she's stuck there. It reminded me of two scenes in movies. One, I don't know if you've seen it, um, but Midsummer. It's made by, uh, what is his name? Ari something. The dude, the dude that made Hereditary. Um, R.L. Stein. Yeah, yeah, R.L. Stein. No, I think it's okay. uh, Ari Foster, maybe. I don't know. Joanne I'll, Foster. I'll look it up real quick. But that that scene, a lot of times, because it was out in the light and the way that the people looked, I, I honestly think it was probably like a nod to that. Um, but it reminded me a lot of that. And then when she starts panicking and crying. And then the the people at the table there, the actors that she doesn't know, they're actors. They start mocking her and stuff like that. That remind, reminded me a lot of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, the director of Midsummer was Ari Aster. That was actually a great point to bring up because that brings me to my next point. Um, I guess you could say it is foreshadowing from our first looks at her. Um, which I actually really liked how they kind of tied it together. So our first looks of her were at like, she was at a diner at like a gas station waiting for the RV to come pick her up. And she was focused, too focused on staring at a picture on the wall. And I think it was a saint. I don't yeah. think it was meant to be. Yeah, it was, uh, I forget, I, I forget what saint, but he has the same markings as Jesus has, with the holes in his hand. Yeah. With, with, uh, nails or spikes being driven through his hands. And I like the foreshadowing of that, where that was the main thing that happened to her, was she was spiked through the hands and, like, kept hostage that way. Like, yeah. that was the only thing that was holding her down. Yeah, I think they, I think they, that's another shout-out to the directors. There was, they used foreshadowing in a good way. Um, thinking of some other th- the, the the nail through the hands made me think too. Uh, there was some some good gore in this, uh, some physical body horror that really makes you cringe. That good like oh like you can feel it like um, yeah. when one of the the group members they have him trapped and they bust his legs. Oh, a scene oh, scene yeah. reminiscent of misery, but all mm. that you could feel the crunch and then the contraption they put on its head that rotated in and stabbed them through the eyes. Like you could feel that. Like that's, that's something in these movies that give the, the stuff to the eyeball. Like and that's a throwback to old, old, like Italian horror movies where they always have someone getting stabbed in the eye. Mm-hmm. But the, the, um, the graphic, the gore in it, it's, it, it's like, Oh, it gets you. It does. It, it, it's not, it's not that it's like, it's not scary, it's, it's just more like it's physical, chilling. yeah, physical, like, ooh, like you could feel yeah. their pain. That's then that's, I mean, that's what they're going for, and they were able to execute it. You got to appreciate that. One other thing that I thought was 
very unique that really helped me kind of figure out who the main villain was in this film. Uh, extremely early on, when you're first introduced to everyone, and when, what, what's your guy's name? I keep forgetting his name. The guy, uh, the guy that was the main bad guy? Fabrizio. Fabrizio. Like, think of like Fabrice. Fabrizio. And then add, add an EO at the end. Yeah, Mr. Fabrice. I'm just going to call him Mr. Fabrice. Okay. Yeah, just yeah, hey, no, just he, just he, he, disrespect he, the Italians. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, we're sorry. I didn't disrespect them. I like that. I'm, I'm part Italian, idiot. I'm sure I got Italian blood in me. I doubt it. Oh, but yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but one thing, one thing that actually uh, led me to believe that he was like the villain of this film or someone you couldn't trust was extremely early on when he starts filming for his, he said, Instagram account. Um, he he had like a, tra- a first, travel vlog. Yeah, his first shot was, was like a selfie video that he was put, like he, that's how he started off his video. And if you noticed, his upper lip was actually extremely sweaty. Like Yeah, I, oh, I definitely grossly, I was going to say it was grossly sweaty. It was kind of funny you know? to me because he was real greasy. <laughs> well, one thing, so... I don't know if you know this, and this is why I appreciate it and, and liked it. One of the main facts of being able to tell if someone's nervous is extreme sweating. And the first part that sweats when you're nervous is your upper lip. Yeah, I mean, no matter I, who I'm, you are. No, that's not no matter who you are. If you're a sociopath, like you're completely well, fine. You're, you're just disconnected from that. But yeah, like the majority of people, if you're nervous, you're going to start perspirating. Yeah, so... After seeing that, and I, without even really understanding what was going on yet, I was able to get like a rough understanding. Like, okay, something's going on with this dude. Something, something's making him nervous, and all he's doing is filming an Instagram vlog or travel vlog, and just like documenting the people that he's with. So something's off with this, and I, I really enjoyed that. I actually thought that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, because it definitely like, plays into the, the the twist later in the movie. They did a good job of setting him up. For you to think, oh, this guy's part of it. But then the way it turns out how he is, I I mean, like we said it before, it 100% makes the movie. It does. It really, really does. I mean, I, I'm not gonna, there's no detraction points for this, but I'm trying to think of really cons in, in for what this movie is, because you have low expectations anymore going into like a Netflix Presents movie. Like you think, oh, they just picked it up to throw it out there. So your expectations, you go in expectations low, it's going to totally exceed everything that you thought that you were going to see. Um, it reminded me a lot of uh, a couple of years back when they did the ritual, like how well done that was. Um, but I guess of a small con, no detraction points for my score, but it, it, I guess if I spoke Italian, I'd probably enjoy the movie more. I think that's, <laughs> that's the only thing I, the con is I can't speak Italian. I think Italian, I've always viewed Italian, the Italian language to be something very unique and something I would be interested in learning. But at the same time, the times that I've tried to learn Italian, it just sounds made up to me. No, no offense. I like mean, it, 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 I mean, if you're getting technical, all languages are made up bug. I mean, gosh. Yeah. Did you just why get your mind blown? Why do you got to throw that at me? But yeah, I mean, it, 
it's it's obviously it's not our language, but I, I probably would enjoy it more. But I I no problems. I I don't mind what, like reading subtitles. And you said the English dub was actually really well done, better than uh, yeah. Blood Red Sky. It actually was extremely well done. Blood Red Sky, it's it, the voiceover, the dub work was just like someone in a room, and there was no background noise to like with their voice there was no like if they were in a tunnel you know like you couldn't hear the echoing that's how blood red sky was but in this when for example when she put on her mask afterwards and she was speaking in italian but you know because of mine it was an english uh voiceover like it sounded like the person actually put a mask on it was like covering her mouth when she was talking so they had they actually went the extra mile for the uh, audio production i appreciate that I do appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was well done. Like they they made sure that it was it was it transitioned extremely well. Good. Um, did any any other pros cons comments observations? Um, without saying too much, I did not particularly enjoy her final reaction of the movie. Okay, what yeah. she did at the very, very end. Yeah, that's because they le- leave it kind of ambiguous. Like she just walks out into the ocean. Um, I do like kind of like the idea that instead of people immediately helping her when she walked out there, they pulled up their phones and started videoing. Because I feel like a lot of times, like that's the way people are going to react. Um, I uh, that you did remind me of one other little con that I had. The whole subplot about her going to have an abortion um i don't know really where that plays into the whole movie i it it really doesn't i i think it was just an excuse of why she was traveling i guess but I, i guess there's a lot of reasons like maybe like if they maybe they played the end scene out a little bit more and like her experiences like led her to say like uh I I'm fought through this like I'm going to keep the kid or like even since there is so many negative like down to like what she experienced and then people not helping her like finally have her decide like I'm not having this kid because I can't bring a kid into this world like something like but there really isn't like a closure on that like subplot going on in the movie I, I don't think it really took away that much from the movie, but it also didn't really add that much to it. No, I guess it was just kind of character building, kind of put her, putting her in the mindset of like, she's going through an extremely tough process. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like she's going through a very difficult time. Yeah. Something that no matter who you are as a person, it is something difficult Yeah, for, for you to, to adapt to, I guess you can say. Getting a smushmortion. Um, we can we talk about this for a second? The the main reason, I guess, of like the start of this film, it was like a group traveling through Italy. Do mm-hmm. do does Uber like have this where it's like you can Uber like an RV and travel with random people? Well, there's different types of like ride sharing throughout the throughout the world. So I, I I've never been to Italy, but maybe. Like I, I thought that was kind of crazy. Not, re- I mean, if you think about it conceptually, it's not really much. It's not really much more crazy than you going down to Enterprise and running a car. But like, 
Like, there's I, different I ride-sharing programs here in the United States other than Uber and Lyft, stuff like that. Like, there's different things where you could sign up for carpools and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't find that, like, too outlandish or anything like that. I I just, I don't think I would ever do that. I felt like uh, I would, at the very least, I would just end up walking or something, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of things I wouldn't do that I don't really, f- like, think they're out of the realms of cur- like craziness like i'm not gonna get like like my face all tatted up but there's people that do like if i saw someone with that like maybe for a second you'd be like oh that's wild but like it's not unheard of you know yeah true true i don't know it just it just really surprised me because i i didn't know if that was legit business yeah. that people run yeah, it's it's just not something that I would do. Like that would be like I guess if you had to and had no other choice, that's better than hitchhiking, you know. But yeah, I I feel you. And that like it's not something that I would do, but it didn't seem too weird to me. It's definitely something that would be possible. Like, can you imagine that? Can you imagine like your business is solely from uh, you drive say from New York to Los Angeles, and on the way it's like Uber. You you open up an app and you're like, hey, pick me up at this location and drop me off at this location farther down, a couple of states down. Can you imagine like owning a company and then like that's that's your main thing is pretty much like group travels, like I mean, pick up people just, on the road? It's just a different form of logistics. Like it's not, it doesn't seem ridiculous. It would just be tough to justify um, the business model the wear and tear on your vehicle the gas and stuff like that um it would be hard to turn an actual profit on that so it would be hard to have a successful business in in that aspect but i mean it's it's still not crazy to me i don't know but uh you ready for uh ratings and reviews yeah let's let's get down to the real biz of the biz all right so i'm gonna recommend this one uh to pretty much if if you're a fan of horror movies uh if you definitely like horror movies that have a twist in it this one has a good one uh particularly you're a big netflix user because this one's relatively new on netflix and some of the other selections we've done recently on there have not been good so above those ones definitely check this one out um you're a fan of the old school italian horror movies from like the 70s uh there is some some little nods and um little thing callbacks to that so if you're a fan of that i would recommend it to you as well um as well as some of the more modern artsy ones like midsummer there's some nods in there uh as well as i know a lot of people are a fan of like the cult ones uh like the wicker man and stuff like that so there's there's that i mean that kind of subvert your expectations on that but there is the the cultist aspect in there so if those are your type of movies i'd recommend it to you uh as far as the score i would give this a 7.8 out of 10 uh final thing would say check it out it was entertaining uh for my rating and reviews so i would recommend this to uh, two different type of movie fans, I guess you can say. Um, this movie reminded me of two movies. One of them I mentioned earlier, and that is The Hills Have Eyes. 
And the other movie that this uh, reminded me of was The Ritual that also released on Netflix, I want to say 2019. Um, if you're fans of those two movies, I think this movie would be great for you because it kind of has a little bit of both. Um, it has like the wasteland, like deserted RV feel, but it also has a lot of traveling through the woods, uh, mysterious creatures or uh, like Cult demonic numbers. worshiping. Yeah. Um, so I feel like if you're a fan of those two movies, you would be a fan of this movie. And I would say give it a shot and see what it's like. And again, the twist of the, the, twist of the movie, I think, is well worth it. Um, it's something that I did not see coming at all. And because of it, it really improved my score of this movie. Not that I thought it was a bad movie, but it it helped out greatly. If it didn't have that twist, I saw this movie from the first... 10 minutes. Yeah, if they went with the lame twist that they set you up to trick you with, then it would have been like a much lower score for me. Probably like two points or more lower. But yeah. it definitely like it's well put together, so you don't want to say it makes the movie, but it's definitely what sets the movie apart is the twist in this. It sets the tone of the movie, in my opinion. I guess if that makes sense. Nothing I say makes sense anymore. That's okay, man. We're still here for you. We support you, bud. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, but for my score, what I'm going to go with is I'm going to go with a 7.2 out of 10. I thought this was a... Oh, I finally got uh, you to start using the decimals. Let's go. You did. So I thought this was I thought this was a great movie, the great twist. Um, the acting in it, I thought was was great. You know, some of these actors, all these actors, I never really saw or heard of. Uh, prior to this, and it yeah, I'm not really big on the Italian, uh, film. Italian movie scene. I'll tell you what the main, the main girl in this movie. She looks surprisingly a lot like um, Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. She does, and I would say she's probably a better actress than Amelia Clark because uh, I don't think Amelia Clark's a particularly good actress. You just have a bad taste in your mouth because of the last season of Game of Thrones. No, um, because everything she's acted in was. In is not good. Like, if you really think about her acting in the Game of Thrones, she didn't have to have a wide range of emotions even before then. It was all cold and short, succinct lines. And then, if you look at the other movies she worked on, like, um, uh, what was it? It was on ter Terminator Genesis. Like, terrible. Mm -hmm. She was a terrible Sarah Connor. And then her role in that Han Solo movie was kind of bland as well. So. Hey, but good on her. She made a bunch of money, but I don't think she's a particularly good actress. This in this movie in particular, the chick that looks like her that played the main girl, Lisa, um, good actress. Yeah, I'd say she was a good actress for sure. Um, All right, so that, I mean that wraps it. Seven point eight, seven point two, entertaining movie. Check it out on Netflix. Uh, do do the good things, you know. Yeah, Watch just, this movie. Just do listen it. Listen to our podcast. Still. There's not, there's nothing stopping you, except you. Exactly. That's the that's that's the big takeaway from this episode. There's nothing stopping you except for you. And on that note, we're gonna wrap it up here. So if you're listening to our podcast on your favorite streaming service, good on you. If not, and you want to live your best life, we're streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, 
Amazon, Audible, pretty much every place uh, that you can stream podcasts. Uh, what else do we got for you here? If you have any comments, questions, want us to check anything out, um, just want to give Boog words of support. He needs it in, in, this, in these trying times. Uh, shoot us an email, uh, huntershorrorvision at gmail.com. Uh, as well as you can reach out to us on Twitter. Give us a follow there. Shoot us a DM. That's just Horror, horror Vision on Twitter. Um, we've got a YouTube channel, Hunter's Horror Vision. You can check out some of our videos on there. Uh, some of us playing some video games. Uh, some would say poorly. Uh, as well as the podcast does get streamed there as well. Other than that, I think that's pretty much... Pretty much everything i mean if you want to boost our ratings on like certain sites i uh, recently found out if you like if you subscribe and keep subscribing and unsubscribing that boosts our numbers in like the rating system because they're all fucked up so if you want to do that be a real hero <laughs> i appreciate it hey we appreciate it no but just two things to add two things yeah adam adam on in there uh, dude, like you're doing a math problem one if you absolutely shoot us an email, John will link the email down below. I think that's something he could do. Um, not that I doubt your abilities, John. It's just that I don't. I don't know if you've ever done that before. Link it. Link it to what? I don't know. I just that, I heard that once online. <laughs> it's already um, our emails anywhere you listen to the podcast. It's connected to that. The email's right on there. So. Yeah, there. I guess, there. Hey, I guess I did it, Bug. I guess I guess I'm able to link it. <laughs> yep, there it is. Find it, link it. But no, send us definitely some emails. Let us know what you think, how we can improve. Um, if you just want to give us some inspiring words, please, by all means, we could use that. And if you just want some inspiring I words, I don't back, need inspired. Please, we'll give you a hand. On my you know, own, on my own inspiration. The past two years have uh, done nothing but divided people, and it's been extremely hard on people, and it's been hard on us. So, if you want to help us out? That's excellent. If you I've been help, I've been having a know. pretty good past two years. Yeah, I know you have. Uh, anyway, um, oh, yeah, I did have one more thing about this movie. I completely forgot to add. Yeah, throw it on in here, dude. We're still, we're still going. The dream's still alive. Uh, uh, when the one guy went outside to go pee real fast and he looked up and he saw the person in the woods, I feel like that's one of my biggest fears in life. It's just like walking through the woods or like looking in the woods and you just see some random person just like standing there looking at that you. That would be creepy. My biggest one would be like you wake up in the middle of the night and you look across the room and you see someone like standing there. That That's that's definitely, that would definitely would get me. I, I feel like, well, yeah. Yeah, I would be done. I mean, I wouldn't be done. I'd be very, very scared. But also, then I would remember that I do have a gun. Right. I don't sleep within arm's reach of a gun. Um, no comment. <laughs> All right, I think that's it, dude. All right, until next time. Uh, Do the music. Let's let's dance this one out. Yeah, we're playing it off. Play. I'll play it off. But what's what are we doing next time? I I can't even. Oh, mil, yeah. Next week we'll have uh, malignant for you. James Wall looks Wait pretty a good. Pause the music. Pause the music. What are we doing next week? Malignant. Okay. Yeah, the new James Wan one. You'll like it. Super, I just super I just wanted to say pause the music because I want to see your skills, your abilities at the end to 
slowly cueing the music and then have to pause it when I say pause it. And then you got to pick it right back up where it left it's, off. It's barely an inconvenience, but it's well, just one cut. You say you can do it. So let's see what you can do. I, I can do all things. But... All right. A let us know. L let us know what you L think of John's abilities. Later. Click the link down below. Fucking Christ, I hate you, book.